Our Lady of Grace homilies are brought to you by a generous parishioner who encourages you to join in prayer for mission churches worldwide. Explore the Frontiers of Faith podcast for further insights into these missions. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. In those days when there was again a great crowd without anything to eat, Jesus summoned the disciples and said, My heart is moved with pity for the crowd, because they have been with me now for three days and have nothing to eat. If I send them away hungry to their homes, they will collapse on the way, and some of them have come a great distance. His disciples answered him, Where can anyone get enough bread to satisfy them here in this deserted place? Still he asked them, How many loaves do you have? They replied, Seven. He ordered the crowd to sit down on the ground. Then, taking the seven loaves, he gave thanks, broke them, and gave them to his disciples to distribute, and they distributed them to the crowd. They also had a few fish. He said the blessing over them and ordered them distributed also. They ate and were satisfied. They picked up the fragments left over, seven baskets. There were about 4,000 people. He dismissed the crowd and got into the boat with his disciples and came to the region of Dalmanutha. The Gospel of the Lord. We see the all-too-familiar sin of Jeroboam in the first reading today, that Jeroboam has a great worldly desire, and his worldly desire is to maintain power. And Jeroboam was one of the two princely brothers who began a civil war in uh, Israel after the time of King Solomon. And he and his brother commanded different portions of the kingdom. Jeroboam was in charge of the northern tribes that had broken away from the two southern tribes. And Jeroboam said, if I allow my people, because because Jerusalem, the place of the temple, was in the southern tribe, he said, if I allow my people to go up to Jerusalem in order to worship and follow the, the faith of our ancestors, then they're going to think that my brother Rehoboam is the true king. They're going to switch their allegiance to him because why wouldn't they want to be part of the kingdom where the temple is, where the house of God is? And so Jeroboam, out of a desire for worldly power, decides that he is going to do anything that he can to keep it and sacrifice anything that he can in order to maintain that power. And one of the things that he sacrifices is the entire truth about God. Isn't it remarkable? That he starts his own places of worship. And what he puts in those places of worship are, surprise, surprise, golden calves. Does that remind you of anything? Remind you of that horrible sin of the people as they were uh, traveling through the desert after being saved from Egypt. He puts golden calves there for them to worship. And he changes so much of the Jewish religion. He says, now the place to worship is not Jerusalem. Now the place to worship is going to be in Bethel and in, what's the other one that's in here? And in Dan. So those are two places in the northern kingdom. So now you have to go there and you have to worship. And then we don't need Levites anymore because the Levites were all down in the southern kingdom. So we're going to make our own priests and we're going to put them there. And again and again and again, he, he changes 
what God had revealed in order to suit his own purposes because he was so hungry for worldly power. And we think, oh, Jeroboam, how terrible you are. Raise your hand if you do the same thing. I know all of us better have our hands up. We, we do the exact same thing that we have <clears throat> this goal of what we want. And that goal could be so many different things. You know what a lot of times is pitiful, what our goals are? Our goals are our comfort, freedom from all suffering, and to make sure that everyone thinks highly of us. <laughs> those are the things that we have. It's not even like being a king. It's those really paltry goals that we have. And we are willing to take what God has revealed and to totally distort it and change it so that we can achieve those human goals. The psalm that we heard today has a marvelous reflection on that reality. And it's one that I think is worth so much, so much meditation in our own lives. Here's what it says. They exchanged their glory for the image of a grass-eating bull. They exchanged their glory for the image of a grass-eating bull. It's, it's talking about the golden calf catastrophe of the Israelites in the desert. That they exchanged the presence of God in their life, the glory of God in their life. They exchanged their faith. They exchanged the call that God had given them to belong to him for what? For a bull. For an animal. And how often we do the same thing. So often we exchange our glory, the life of grace, the gift of God's friendship. We exchange it for pleasure. We exchange it for our reputation. We exchange it for our comfort. We exchange it for our willfulness. All of these things that we exchange our glory for nothing at all. Let's, let's ponder that today. For what will I exchange my glory? For what will I trade my relationship with God? And I think that if, if you can answer that honestly, number one, you might be a little surprised at how sad we can be sometimes. But two, you've just identified what God wants to work on during Lent, which begins on Wednesday. What am I willing to exchange for my relationship with God? That's the place where God wants to give you that detachment of heart. That's the place where God wants to free you. Because if he frees you from it, then you will be able to enjoy in all of its fullness, with an undivided heart, that glory of God's friendship.